Okay, my friends. Today, what was that? Is that a burp? <laughs> oh my goodness! Excuse me. Oof. Today, bear with us. There might be some strange things happening today. Today, we are reading a story called Pickle Chiffon Pie, and this was written by Jolly Roger Bradfield. Pickle Chiffon pie and it is read today by mommy and burposaurus rex philip you're not gonna be a burposaurus rex (laughs) oh boy nope just plain old philip and that is my favorite person in the whole wide world to be with so i'm so happy you're with me today philip are we ready for a very silly story I thought so. Okay. Pickle chiffon pie. Long ago, there was a fat little king who ruled over the land as far as he could see in every direction. He was very wise, and his kingdom was a happy one. His wife, the queen, kept his castle spotless and saw that his robes were clean and pressed and she was a very good cook and made him a pickle chiffon pie every day. May I say something about that? I do not believe that eating pie every day is a good thing because I think it'll make your tummy hurt, but that's just me. Let's see what happens next. Oh, but... But this is actually Ruby. I don't like it. <laughs> but there. Um, <clears throat> sorry, friends. We're eating jelly beans, and one of them was root beer flavored, and it needed to go. Yuck. Okay. Well, that might be because you had an apple cider earlier. Okay. Anyways. <clears throat> but everybody has problems. The king had a daughter. Oh, she was very nice and did whatever he asked her to, but she was also very beautiful and every prince in the neighborhood wanted to marry her. And every day they came to the palace with flowers and gifts for her and to be polite, she would ask them all to stay for supper. And that meant there would be less pickle chiffon pie for the king. That was his problem. Finally, one day, the king decided that his daughter should marry one of the princes. Then, at least, there would be fewer people at the dinner table each night, and so he called for the three nicest princes and told them that they would all be put to a test, and and that the, the winner could marry the princess. I see, I see. The first prince, Prince Musclebaum, was very strong and brave, and the princess liked him because he was tall and had wavy hair and freckles. The second prince, Prince Wellred, was very smart. He could count up to 684, and he could read books three inches and the princess liked him too because he was really read beautiful stories to her and and sometimes played music under her window at night. Ooh, I like him too. And the third Prince Bernard wasn't very strong or very handsome or very smart, but the princess liked him best of all. 
She didn't really know why she liked him, but perhaps it was because he had a big red, big smile and a funny nose. It was hard to tell about princesses. I don't know why, but she does like him, doesn't she? Now the prince told the three princes this. You will each go into a huge forest at the end of the kingdom for three days. Now, as you know, it is full of gazoos and fairies and dim doozles and all sorts of unusual things. Now, the one who brings back the most unusual and most marvelous and most wonderful thing may marry the princess. <clears throat> now, remember, be back in three days. Oh. Musclebum was delighted. Being stronger and braver than the others, he thought he would surely win. And with a shout, he jumped onto his horse and galloped off in the direction of the forest. At first, he didn't see anything unusual. Just a few small dragons, a troll, peeking out of a tree, a medium-sized giant. The usual things one sees in a forest. But finally, looking behind a b huge boulder, he did see something different. A green and blue dragon with three heads toasting marshmallows. Now, there's something you don't see every day, thought Prince Musclebum. But I have two more days. Uh, I'll look a bit more. On the second day, he saw a four-wheeled dim doozle with a pipe and wearing glasses. Now, there's something different, thought Musclebaum. I've never seen a dim doozle wearing glasses before, but I'll have one more day. I'll look a bit more. What is a dim doozle? Do you have any idea? Mm -mm. I don't either. And we're looking at it. <laughs> we still don't know what it is. It's got wheels. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like maybe a cow, sort of, but with arms. And I don't know. Very confusing. On the third day, he saw something really different. A huge lion juggling six cans of root beer soup. He was wearing a velvet vest and roller skates. This must surely be the most wonderful thing in the whole forest, cried Musclebaum. Bravely, he grabbed the, t the lion's tail and started dragging him back toward the castle. Meanwhile, Prince Wellred was searching too. The first day, he spied a witch who could turn people into frogs, which really wasn't so special, except that she could do it with her eyes shut and with one hand behind her back. Now, there's something you don't see every day, thought Wellred, but I have two more days. Uh, I'll look a bit more. On the second day, he saw a 16-footed gazoo that had a different shoe, kind of shoe on each foot. Now there's something different, thought Wellred. But I've never seen a gazoo with more than seven feet. But I have one more day left. 
I'll look a bit more. On the third day, he came upon something really different. A giant with a green beard playing chopsticks on two pianos. Playing chopsticks? Playing chopsticks. Do you want me to show you how to play chopsticks on the piano? What are chopsticks? It's a song. I'll play it for you after this. <clears throat> this must surely be the most wonderful thing in the forest, cried Prince Wellred. I've never heard that tune before. But I can promise you, you have heard that tune before. He cleverly told the giant what a fine piano player he was and talked him into going back to the castle to play for the king. Smart move. Now let's not forget Prince Bernard. He was searching too. And on the first day he met an ogre so ugly that he scared the leaves right off the trees. Now there's something you don't see every day, thought Bernard. But he might frighten the princess if I brought him back. I have two more days. I'll look a bit more. On the second day, he discovered a tiny house tucked behind a tree, and he peeked in and saw that it was filled with mice, all busily painting the most wonderful pictures. Now, there's something different, thought Bernard, but it really wouldn't be right to stop such happy, hard-working little fellows right in the middle of their work. I have one more day. I'll look a bit more. And on the third day, he saw something really different. A three-nosed snozzle with fuzzy ears and an orange polka dot tie. And it was busy making pickle chiffon pie. This must surely be the most wonderful thing in the whole forest, he cried. I thought the queen was the only one who could make pickle chiffon pie. Oh, the king will be so happy. And with that, he grabbed the schnozzle's necktie and started leading it back towards the castle. Prince Bernard had never been happier in his whole life. And it was hard work pulling the three-nosed schnozzle through the forest, but Prince Bernard didn't mind, as he was sure he would win the contest and marry the princess. But he, he wasn't quite so happy when he saw how sad the schnozzle looked. Don't feel bad, said Bernard. You'll like living at the palace. It's much nicer than this dark old forest. And anyway, I have to take you back in order to marry the princess. And then Bernard noticed several tiny schnozzles peering out from behind the trees. Why, aren't they cute? He said. Are, are they your children? The three-nosed schnozzle nodded with big, wet tears coming out its eyes. What will they do? What will happen to them when you're gone? Do they have anyone else to take care of them. The snozzle 
shook its head sadly. Prince Bernard sat down on a log to think. He thought of his love for the princess. He thought of the schnozzle's love for its children. And for a long time it was very quiet. What happens if all three schnozzles come? Now that would be something, wouldn't it? Philip, that was great problem solving. Hmm, let's see what he decides to do. Finally, with a sigh, the prince let go of the schnozzle's necktie and watched it scamper off. And then he turned and walked slowly towards the castle. His three days were up. And when all the princes were called to appear before the king, Musclebaum had a big smile on his face. He was sure he would win with his juggling lion. Wellred was smiling too. He was sure that he would win when the king heard the giant play his two pianos and Bernard hung his head sadly as he stood empty-handed behind the others. The king was delighted with Musclebaum's lion. Oh, wonderful! He cried as the lion juggled 23 apples and a bottle of ketchup. And then when Wellred's giant played chopsticks on his two pianos, the king laughed and clapped his hands in delight. How wonderful, he cried. So unusual. And then he turned to Bernard. What have you brought back? He asked. Prince Bernard bowed low before the king. He had hoped that no one would notice the tears in his eyes as he raised his head and said softly, Nothing, your majesty. He told of meeting the ugly ogre who might have frightened the princess. He told of seeing the amazing mice whose paintings he could not bring himself to interrupt. He told of the tiny schnozzel children that he could not bear to leave in the forest alone. There was silence in the castle. No one spoke for a long time. Bernard wished that he could run and hide. Everyone was looking at him. All except the princess and the queen, and they were whispering to the king. The king nodded his head and smiled. Bernard, he said in a loud voice, you have won the right to marry the princess. But, but, why? Your, your majesty, I didn't bring back anything, said Bernard. Oh, yes, you did, my son, said the king. You brought back a story of kindness and love and consideration for others. Truly the most wonderful thing of all. You will make a fine husband for my daughter. When Bernard married the princess... Wellred's giant played the wedding march, and Musclebaum's lion put on a special ex- exhibition to entertain the guests. And guess who sent Bernard and the princess the biggest pickle chiffon pie anyone ever saw for a wedding present? That's right, the three-nosed schnozzle with the fuzzy ears and the orange polka dot tie. And I dare say they lived happily 
Ever. After. After. Say it with me. The end.